Thanks for tuning in to Witch Wednesdays with Steph for a chat about a new witchcraft topic every Wednesday morning. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph and you are listening to mistakes we've made and prepping for a new year. And I say mistakes we've made because I have a guest on today who is a perennial favorite. So I will let them introduce themselves again. Hi guys, um, it's Becca, the Stitching Witch. Hello, um, my beautiful voice is gracing your ears once again. No, I'm just kidding, but um, yeah, hi. <laughs> Everybody loves to hear from Becca because after all of these episodes that she's on, she was on for um, staying in the broom closet, coming out of the broom closet, and she's been really helpful over on the Discord server chatting with people um, about her experiences, and we figured that the next logical topic is mistakes that we've made because... <laughs> Uh, Becca is such an open book. Yep. <laughs> um, really nice to share your uh, whole story and history like, <laughs> like you do. Yeah. Uh, so I figured that was a good uh, episode to sort of touch on. And then at the end, we're just going to mention a couple of little things about getting ready since we are almost at 2022, which is <laughs> insane. Like, I don't know if this year was like any better than last year like I think it went by a little quicker but yeah I just don't think it was real like I don't think any of this actually happened so <laughs> I know, and I was talking to a friend about this about how we are just going to stop like we just are not considering the last two birthdays as being real things so we Correct. were just going back to the age that we were in 2019 we're like we're going to continue from there because these last two years just didn't exist they're not real of course of course naturally <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so before we get into the mistakes that we've made, you have made some life changes since the last time you were on and you are focusing a lot more on the witchy aspects of your life now. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I, uh, there was a lot like, um, <laughs> retrograde really hit me super hard. <laughs> um, and I think it went into retrograde on the 27th. And that was the day I put in my two weeks, uh, like for my professional like career. And I was like, no, no, Big moves. <laughs> I'm going to be a witch. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have like really transitioned into doing like the whole teaching, organizing. Um, I read tarot cards and stuff as well. Um, so that's kind of been the focus of my life, like a lot for like the last month. And it's been really, it's been, a, it's been wild. I will admit that. Um, Mercury retrograde just really, you know, decided <laughs> to give my life a really sharp left turn, but we're embracing it. And it's been really, it's been really incredible. So, um, yeah, I'm like really blessed that I've been able to like have the opportunity to do this because I know I'm like very pri privileged. Like not everyone can just be like, I quit. <laughs> like I'm going to be a right. witch, like, you know, so <laughs> I'm, I'm really blessed and I'm very grateful for the opportunity that I have had to do that for sure. So, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that you were making this transition and, you know, making a career out of your witchcraft and your YouTube and everything else that you do that yeah. you put so much time and energy into. So I wanted to make sure everybody knows to go check you out if they haven't yet, but I think oh, everybody. Thank you. I appreciate it. Has, but <laughs> I have a Patreon and stuff and I do like extra, like I post like three times a week on top of videos. And then I also like am running classes at the highest tier and stuff. So um, that's like more in-depth study on like specific topics, like usually over a six to eight week period of time. So if you guys are interested, check it out. I'm really nice. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they know that by now. From yeah, listening so, to you. so many times knowing how, you know, helpful and open you are. So I just want to make sure that everybody knows that you can really you know, take even more advantage well, now you. Appreciate that. I <laughs> so you are not working, you know, full time on a totally different career. You yeah. Are. Oh my gosh. 100% <laughs> witch all the time. <laughs> uh, so with that said, both of us then have a lot of experience in what not to do. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> once you, you know, start mistakes are a part of the process. They're part of any learning process. Nobody goes into things with perfection. Like that's just how you learn. You have to screw some things up. And I think in witchcraft, people are afraid of screwing up because mm -hmm. they are really scared that bad things are going to happen. And I just want to assure you that it's completely normal and your life isn't going to go terribly if you do something wrong and you make a mistake. Like we are living proof that we are here. We have made mistakes and everything's still fine. 
Mm -hmm. Yep. I still have all of my fingers and toes. I'm not a toad or anything. Don't worry, guys. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we haven't, you know, been hexed by a spirit that's, you know, mm -hmm. trying to kill us. It's not final destination. We're <laughs> we're fine. So mistakes are completely normal. So you shouldn't feel like you can't try new things. You shouldn't be afraid to branch out just because you're not 100% certain. Like it's okay to make those mistakes. You will absolutely learn from that and come out the other side perfectly fine and be a better person for it. Cause that's how we all learn. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So we have a few specific examples that we are going to give and just have like a little chat about this because I, I bet that a lot of the things on my list are the same that are on Becca's list and vice versa. And you have probably experienced some of these too. So we are just going to have a general chat. And the first one that I want to mention is not serious at all. It's just hilarious because I'm a dumbass and my, not the first mistake I ever made, but one that I've made in like should not have been as recent as it was because I'm a full grown adult is not wearing gloves with so-called painful ingredients, specifically oh. pepper. That was, that was super smart of me. Like, yes, let's use, you know, ground pepper in this and then touch my face. Like that yeah. poor decision-making and I am a full grown adult and I still made that mistake like within the last two years. So, <laughs> you know, even, <laughs> yeah, even experience, you know, and wisdom of age does not teach you that. So, you know, wear gloves, man. <laughs> Oh, definitely. Definitely wear gloves. Um, I almost burned down my apartment like six weeks ago. Um, cause I was doing kind of like a, a bound candle spell and then like, didn't think that it was going to get as like flamey as it was. And, um, yeah, that was, that was a moment <laughs> of panic on a full moon that I really just didn't want. <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel like we talk about fire safety all the time and it seems so simple and intuitive. Like, yes. Okay. Be careful. But fire can get out of control so much faster than people realize mm -hmm. no matter how safe you are and how small of a flame that you're starting with, like it spreads so rapidly. Yeah. Like you always have to be careful. Yeah. And if your candles are dressed in oil and herbs and you have like all sorts of other flammable things, yeah, it's like, it can be pretty, pretty crazy. So please fire safety, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I can't, can't stress that enough. Yeah. I've had some you know, questionable situations as well. So that one does not surprise me. I think everyone is going to make that mistake at some point where it just turns into a bigger ball of fire than you anticipated. And you're yeah. like, you have that, oh shit moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, oh, I have to put this out right now. I guess I'll use my moon water. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> at least it's sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another mistake I'd say that I, have made, and I've cautioned against this before on this podcast, probably since the beginning is falling into the fancy tool trap. That was actually on my list as well. I, I think I wrote down, don't blow your allowance. <laughs> I think that is probably one of the most common mistakes and one that we continually make. It's not just a beginner mistake. Mm -hmm. Like it's so easy. Things are beautiful. Like we are, you know, we have crow brain and we're just attracted yeah. to these like shiny objects. And it's so tempting, especially when you can find a really good occult store in your area and you want to go in person, um, that, and you've been to Salem recently. Yeah. I was going to say, um, my <laughs> wallet at Salem was just crying the whole time. Right? I did pretty well. I, I like, I, you know, I like reined it in a little bit. I got like a tarot deck and stuff. Like I, I had to like, you know did the stuff, but yeah, I was just like, but it's no, it's, I, but it's special. Cause it's at Salem. And my boyfriend's like, but the credit card. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah. You really need to take a logical person with you. Yes. I'm like, really come, like come with me, my non-witchy partner. Like, let's just corral me. <laughs> it's really easy to just keep adding things. Um, you might not need it. You might already have like multiple of that item, it might just look pretty, but in your type of spell work, you just aren't going to make use of it. In which case it just sits there and it's not useful to anybody. Um, turns out to be a waste of money. I have definitely fallen into that trap. I have had a few things where I've like spent a good amount on it and it has never gotten used. And I'm like, yeah. have to pass it along to somebody else that I'm just like, oh, why do I do this to myself? But I still do it. Yeah. 
I'm lucky like in that I wasn't really able to have a whole lot of tools when I first started. So I never like, like I'm just now starting to get the crow brain, like let me hoard all of these things. But of course, like I have, you know, like my online carts of everything and I have to go through and like really pare it down. I'm like, okay, do I need three obsidian knives? Probably not. Like, you know, so it's definitely a good trap or not a good trap, but it is a trap that a lot of beginner practitioners do fall into. Um, and I definitely have spent like a lot of money, um, like at Renaissance festivals and stuff on things that I'm like, I will definitely use this in my witchcraft. And then it's just like decor now. So there's a lot, you know, that you can, you can, uh, fall prey to, I suppose. <laughs> I always fall into that trap during Leo season. That is my struggle. Yeah. And that is like common in Leo season is to yeah. spend extravagantly. So I always know that it's coming. And I like try to stop myself, but it never works. So I just like set some money aside. But this last year, it was definitely Leo season. I remember clearly because I posted about it on Instagram. I was like, whoops, <laughs> here's my haul. Yeah, right, right. I needed exactly one thing, which was a tumbled crystal that was $5. And I spent $200. Like, oh I don't even God. know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I just blacked out. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's one so thing, one little $5 tumble, tumbled crystal right. I needed. And then I don't know what happened. That's okay. You know what? Embrace it. Embrace those moments. Like Leo season. It's fine. It was hot girl summer. You, you deserve it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So that definitely, I think that's probably one that's going to make everyone's mistake list as they're listening to this. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, one that I kind of was thinking about, um, and this is maybe more for witches who are interested in getting into deity work, which is a very big part of my practice. So I do talk about it a lot. Um, but one of the things that I, when I first started working with deities and stuff, I was so afraid that I was going to do something to like piss them off, which I now working as a pagan for about 11 years, realize comes from like very deep seated things that were taught to me in the church where it's like, you kind of have to like throw yourself on the mercy of this God or bad things will happen and you'll blah, 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 you know. Um, so I had to spend a lot of time really like unlearning that. Um, and it's one of the things that like when people are talking to me about like being interested in deity work, um, one of the things that they are like, just like absolutely terrified of is doing something wrong and pissing off a God, um, you know, and being afraid that they're going to be like smited or something. And it's like, no, that's not, that's not quite how I've at least experienced it. Um, you know, I find that a lot of the time when you are starting, especially when you're beginning, um, getting into that deity work space, like they understand like implicitly that you don't necessarily know, you're not, you know, gonna be right 100% of the time and that's okay. Um, and I find that deities are very receptive to people who are reaching out to them and making an, any kind of effort. So um, that's just one thing that really kind of has stuck out to me, something that I was really afraid of, you know, in the beginning of my practice and have since realized like, no, it's okay. You can work to your own pace. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I do think a lot of people go into that with that fear, but I yeah. think people who report like a negative, you know, first interaction mm -hmm. isn't because they, you know, did something wrong. It's because they came from it, came to it from like, not a respectful place. Right. Sure. Oh. Sure. That's super valid as well. Definitely. Yeah. But I think like, if you are already, you know, have like a little bit of that fear, but you are coming at it like, Oh, I don't know if this is the right offering. It's okay. Like that right. is, that is fine. It might not be the exact right one. And the deity will be like, you know what? Not it, but they're not going to be mad right. at you or cause harm in some way, yeah. they will, you know, be much more gentle about that. But I think people who have those negative experiences came at it because they were like, Hey, I'm this person and I want this, give it to me now. You're right. going to have a bad reaction there. Right. right. When it's come, when, when you approach a situation with like a pure heart and a pure intention, I feel like, especially like in general in magic um, and witchcraft and stuff like that, but especially when you are working with guides, deities, spirits, anything like that, you're, you're going to be okay. If you're coming into it with like, you know, even if it's not a hundred percent correct, you know, um, I think that, I think that people should be less afraid of doing that and, um, less afraid of exploring that because I feel like it's a big barrier for people who are like afraid to go into it for sure. I think one of the mistakes that I made that I think some people don't do this because of that fear. So 
kind of on the mistake, kind of not, was that I personally jumped into spells too soon for mm -hmm. my own knowledge and ability and background. So if you have been listening to this podcast for any length of time, then I think you're probably ready to do spell work. Yeah. Um, for me, I was not. I think I watched a movie. I can't remember which one it was, but I watched like a movie about witchcraft when I was, you know, in my early teens or something and wanted to do a spell to make my dog talk to me. So yeah. th that was like jumping into spell work too soon. I had no basis of knowledge. I just tried, you know, random things that obviously aren't, aren't going to work. And I did not, you know, have the proper energy or intention or any idea of how to manipulate energy, control abilities, like nothing like that and no knowledge whatsoever. So right. for me, that was a mistake, like way too soon. And I think getting into spell work way too soon without that basis of knowledge is just going to leave you feeling defeated, like nothing works, which is not true. You're just not ready. Right. Absolutely. So my, this is, we're going to go into this story with the reminder that I was 13 when I first discovered witchcraft and obviously was a child. So um, the first spell that I did, um, and I'm putting spell in quotation marks, like very much so, um, I <laughs> decided that it would be a really good idea to like hex a boy who was mean to me. Um, <laughs> You know, as one does, like just normal, you know, so I got, you know, all of the things I got like this jar and like all these like gross things and like put them in a jar and I like threw it in the, it was a whole thing. Um, and I've never, I, I, he didn't come back to school one week and I was like, oh, obviously that worked. Now, was it my like weird witch bottle, curse bottle thing? Maybe I would like to think it was because that makes me feel good about like my, my natural proclivity to spellcraft. Um, <laughs> But that gave me this really inflated sense of ego. And then after that, if a spell wasn't working, I would be, I would be so down on myself. I'd be like, my powers are gone. I'm the worst. I am not a valid practitioner. And in reality, it's just that I wasn't doing stuff right. Like I didn't have the basis of knowledge because I decided to Google how to curse a boy who's mean to you. And then just like put things in a jar, shook it around. And then all of a sudden he was gone. Like, you know, um, I, I just really feel like if I had, <laughs> had the guidance and the knowledge that I actually needed to learn about like elemental magic. How about casting a circle? How about what does actually go into this and what is energy manipulation and why do these things work? And why do, why do we, uh, why are we picking these ingredients? Um, I probably would have saved myself a lot of trouble and I probably wouldn't have hexed him. I probably would have just like called his mom, but um, <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that definitely getting into spell work a little bit too early can be detrimental to a practitioner um, just because it's, it's, it's complex and you need to have kind of that background of study. Um, on the flip side of that though, I think that sometimes people get a little bit stressed out and anxious about doing spell work and like afraid that it's gonna go wrong. Um, and I I see I see the anxiety and I think that's super valid. I get it. Um, but you can't, you won't learn until you do things sometimes. So it's okay to make mistakes. Don't worry about it. Yeah, mistakes are are normal. And I think if you, you know, have listened to this podcast or are any podcast, read a few books, are on the Discord server talking to people, then I think you're fine. Like yeah, absolutely. You have some background knowledge. It's just, you know, the people who jump into their first spell. I learned about witchcraft last week and yep. <laughs> haven't, haven't, you know, read anything about, you know, grounding and centering and energy manipulation. You got to do the, you know, little baby steps first. Right, exactly. Um, let's see what else is on my list one specifically for me is doing too many things at once mm -hmm. and that includes studying too many things at once because yeah definitely I just have a lot of interests and there's a lot of like different spells that I want to do and there's you know sometimes where I won't do any sort of spell work or ritual for a month or two months there's just nothing that I you know feel like I need but then one week everything will sort of hit me. And I'm like, wait a minute, I need to do a spell for healing and I need to do a spell for finances and I need to do this. And I want to do all of the things at once. And that's just a lot of energy that's needed for that. Mm -hmm. And I, you can't focus and, you know, do any one thing well, when you're trying to spread yourself too thin and do too many things. 
right. that applies to studying as well. But if I'm trying to read five books at once, I'm not really retaining the information well from any one of them. Right. Yeah, I think a lot of witchcraft, you do kind of have to um, approach from almost an academic standpoint. And I'm not talking about just like the studying and like what you're reading, but in terms of like, you can't take like all of these crazy classes all in one semester, like you're gonna burn yourself out. So like, just pick something for to learn about for right now. And whenever you are kind of, you feel like you've mastered it or you're being called to, if, if it doesn't interest you, you might find that, you know, it doesn't, you may find that you, you don't really care about crystals, but you thought you did and they're nice and they're shiny and you like to have them in your house, but herbalism is really your true calling or whatever that might be. Um, and I think that's perfectly valid as well. Um, I think that people believe, especially in the beginning, um, that they have to be an expert immediately on everything that comes to like witchcraft, like all of the, all of the herbs and all of the crystals and all. And it's like, no, I, I have a guidebook. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know this stuff off the top of my head. I generally know like basil for um, like luck and prosperity or um, lavender for calming, stuff like that. Like, sure, I have a base foundational knowledge after 11 years, um, but I definitely still pull up guidebooks and um, correspondence charts that I have and stuff to make sure that I'm not forgetting anything or um, maybe something would work better for me or maybe you have something on hand for a spell. Um, so yeah, I think that that totally took a weird left turn. I'm so sorry. But yeah, um, <laughs> I think that uh, focusing on one certain thing at a time is really beneficial because it gives you like a better and deeper understanding than if you're kind of reading 800 different books all at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that goes along what you were just saying with another one of mine mistakes that I made and sometimes continue to make is overestimating my own abilities sure, and also my willingness. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that is something I have a problem with. I mean, I feel confident in like the spells and rituals that I do, but it's like so, some sort of some of the side stuff that like, I think I'm better at it than I actually am like kitchen magic. <laughs> like <laughs> Cooking in general, like is not yeah. baking good at, but cooking, like if never really like bed my forte, like magical or not, like I'm okay at it. But then I get the, you know, this recipe that I'm going to make like all witchy. And then I get like halfway into it and I'm like, okay, this is a little bit harder than I anticipated. Right. And I just like completely overestimate my abilities in certain areas. Um, and I also overestimate my willingness because sometimes I just don't want to, like once I like get halfway through it, I'm like, you know what? No, and yeah. when I get started, I think that I have like so much energy and willingness to do it. And then I'm like, you know what? I really like this that much. And then I quit. So like, I, that's something I need to work on for myself is to just be better, have a better understanding of myself and my willingness to actually put how much effort I'm willing to put into things. I like really respect that though. Cause at least like, like in saying all of that, like you are very like aware it seems so that way you can kind of work on that kind of stuff and really tailor your own craft into the into something that works for you um and i feel like another mistake i made not to segue off of this too hard but um was trying magic or spells that like i that didn't work for me um so you know i i love the way spell jars work i think they're wonderful and beautiful i think they're aesthetically pleasing however i I, I like them a lot. I like them as offerings, but in terms of like manifesting like actual spiritual like growth or like in terms of a spell, I'm much more likely to do a candle spell than a spell jar for me. So like, I think that um, just because something is popular doesn't mean it's like right for every practitioner and finding the spells that work for you um, are much better. So, or it's not much better, but it's, it's better to investigate those and it's valid to go investigate those even though you see everyone on Instagram with like these spell jars or like um I don't know um like dressed candles or blessed waters whatever whatever they're doing um if that doesn't work for you that's okay you are allowed to choose what works and like or discover what works for you as well yeah I think people um uh, the Instagram trap is hard because it it, mm -hmm. it makes everything look really 
beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I look at that and I'm like, yes, like look at that pretty altar that, you know, witchy space that they have set up. I love how that looks, but I personally do not have the willingness to like put in the time and effort into making and taking care of an altar that look like the very least you have to dust it all the time. And I just don't want to do that. So, and that's super valid. Like there are, so I work with Hecate who is uh, the Greek goddess of witchcraft. And um, on the last day of the month, it is traditional to, um, to work with her. And part of that is in, in my practice, at least is going to a crossroads that's nearby. And I would, I wish it looked as like cinematic and beautiful in my, like, as it did in my head of me, like walking <laughs> crossroads, but in reality, it's me just like toddling over, trying not to look too weird and freak out my neighbors and like, yeah. like running back because I'm a little spooked. Like it's, <laughs> you know, I'm like in my big, like parka with my scarf and stuff because I'm too cold and just like okay babe hold the door open for me so I can see the light from the house I'm just gonna run out there really quick and he's like okay whatever meanwhile in my head I'm like yes I'm carrying this sacred offering like it's very romanticized I think that does translate a lot to social media which I mean I love romanticizing my life don't get me wrong but it can give that lens of you know this is how you should be practicing. And I feel like that's really um, dangerous or a dangerous mentality or detrimental mentality, especially for beginners. Oh, absolutely. I mean, something I still like fall into even not as a beginner. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, like like I said, like I, I truly believe that like I am carrying, you know, in my brain, I am this like priestess or something, which I'm not like, you know, but I'm like in my Uggs or whatever. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I love that. Like, yeah, going along with, you know, what you said about spell jars don't work for you, you know, finding what works for you. I also made the mistake of spending time. I don't do this anymore because now I know what I want, but I did spend time doing spells in general that I didn't care about just to practice, which was a huge mistake because that just, it like takes a lot of time and energy. And there is, I talked about this in the coven witchcraft episode, but there is a sort of give and take. And that is why some people don't want to join a coven is because, um, it's majority rules. So if everybody else in the coven wants to do this one spell, like you have to show up for that and do the ritual and put your energy into it. And if it's not something that's working for you, you don't need it at that time. You are still like giving something, you're giving your energy and something in your life has to give because there is a balance in the universe. So if you are achieving some sort of magical outcome, something else has to give. So there was no point in me doing spells that I didn't care about or didn't need at that time just to practice. Like that made absolutely no sense. So I highly don't, don't recommend doing yeah. that because you're going to get enough practice uh, doing the spells that you actually need. So wait until that need arises. Don't, you know, rush into doing anything just, you know, cause you think you have to practice. You can practice, you know, the little parts of it. You can mix herbs together and create um, a spell jar or a salt bowl or something and not do all of the work and put all of the energy in and charge it and all of that. You can just mix the ingredients and see how it works and do sort of those things to practice. But yeah, I was doing like full spells just to practice that I didn't really need. That was just silly. Yeah, I, um, I definitely went through like a phase where I was just very excited about spell work. Um, and burned myself out basically where I was just doing it constant, especially like right in the beginning of my practice. I think that's like when I made the most mistakes, I feel like though, as I got into like intermediate magic, there was definitely some stuff that I was like, Ooh, that's why that happened. Huh? Interesting. <laughs> like there was definitely times in that, but, um, I definitely like blew through like my, my like stamina, I guess, for doing multiple spells all at once. Yeah. Also got trapped into the cycle of believing that, um, in order to do a spell, it had to be a full blown like ritual at the altar, um, like at my altar. And it had to be done like based on the days and blah, blah, you know? Um, but I feel like in my practice now, it's more like practical, magic like around the home um I do a lot more of like the hearth magic now that I'm home more um but also it's more of like 
I've been getting more into like this meditative work <laughs> that I've been doing and like unpacking a lot of stuff um, and doing spells during that air like period of meditation. Um, so it's, it's, is it multitasking kind of, but um, I feel like I, I am in a better place now to understand that magic can be kind of um, simple. And I, I think that there's a beauty to that. Like you don't need to necessarily set up all of this stuff. Like, yeah, it's fun. I love doing it. Don't get me wrong. I like making altars and like making everything beautiful and aesthetically pleasing a hundred percent. However, um, when I'm stirring my intention into my coffee, I'm not going to place it in my altar and put a circle of salt around it because then my coffee will be cold. So um, <laughs> I, I think that there's something to be said about um, starting with those simple magics and um, gradually working up to that ritual work instead of vice versa, which is kind of what I did. <laughs> yeah, it's very easy to get bogged down in all of that detail. I think because we're also worried about a spell not working. Mm -hmm. So in making that mistake that instead we go the other way and we're like, we're adding crystals and herbs and right. proper candle color and this, like right. and the day of the week and the time of day, just yeah. to make sure that it's extra effective. And you just don't need all of those things. It's just so much detail. And sometimes like, that's really great. There's a lot of you know, really complicated spells and rituals. And if you're asking for something huge, then maybe yeah, doing all of those things would be helpful. But I think for a lot of us, especially from, you know, day to day, that mm -hmm. all that detail is just not necessary. Correct. Yeah. I, I do more of that kind of like detailed workings specifically on the new and the full moons um, and then the holidays, but that's about it. Like that's, that's kind of where I, um, you know, practice the most. So it's only a couple times during the month and um, it's not like a daily thing. Um, so I, I do see people who, who do like kind of that ritual spell work, which if it works for you, fantastic. I'm not knocking it. I don't want anyone to like think I'm coming across like that. Um, but for me, it just takes so much energy for me to do it that it's just impractical for my own practice. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Not even just enter not even just magical energy is is yeah. what I'm saying but it also takes right. like it takes my time and my money right. and then I have to like clean everything up and store it someplace and it's just like all of that energy adds up like mm -hmm. completely mundane things add add up and it's just it's too much for me too I'm like a very much a minimalist and I hate clutter so like having to and part of the reason for that is like I hate cleaning so if you don't have clutter there's so much less right. to clean in your house I can't even tell you how easy it is to clean my house so like to do all this elaborate ritual and have all of these different supplies and steps and things that's just so draining on me in a completely mundane way <laughs> yep yeah and we gotta remember to like balance that mundane with the magical I think that um that's like a very big thing. Like sometimes like you may not be getting a sign from the universe. Sometimes it's just a stick in the middle of the path. Like it's fine, you know? And I, I definitely fall, fell into that trap a lot, especially when I was working, starting to work with deities um, of being like, it's a sign from the universe. And it's like, no, it's just cloudy. Like it's- <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the very last one that I have on my list of mistakes and you see everything else that I've you know, talked about are like things that I know that I've done and don't want to do and you know going into a new year is a good yeah. time to like quit those like bad things Absolutely. and you know move forward this last one is a mistake that I do and I will continue to do because I know myself and I'm a terrible person <laughs> but I do not I have not done always the internal work that's necessary and I don't always plan to like, I know that that's terrible. And people are like, you need to do the shadow work and you need to do this. And you know, like, sometimes it's just too deep and I'm not ready to go to therapy right now. Yeah. So I yeah. just, sometimes I don't do the internal work and I just do the spell work. And I ask the universe to help me fix something that yes, maybe I should go to therapy and dive, dive deeper and do the internal work, but I'm just not ready to do it. And <laughs> I'm fine with it. And I will continue to make that mistake. Yeah, I actually like was talking about this recently. I have a video called like shadow work versus therapy. <laughs> um, and I am truly like of the very strong belief that, um, and as, as someone who is coming into this, like fully diagnosed with PTSD, like a doctor was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> you know. Hey, you had a very, you've talked about that on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Matter? So like, coming into this, I, I feel like there is such a huge push 
for people to like confront their trauma in order to be a better person, which your trauma doesn't make you a bad person, first of all. That's not that's not correct. So anyone who's saying like, you need to do this or you're a bad person, just like, like don't listen to them, please. Like I'm begging you. Um, there are some people out there, myself included, um, who have such deep trauma that they do really need to go to therapy and unpack this stuff with a professional. I am all for people exploring shadow work. I think it is very helpful. Um, and I think it can really allow you to become in touch with parts of yourself that um, are very like intimate and are like associated with your spirituality. And you can kind of understand like why you believe the way you believe and that really strengthens your own practice. However, you should never push yourself to a point where you're going to have like a crisis in the name of witchcraft. Like I truly believe that there is no spell, there is nothing out there in the realm of, of witchcraft that justifies you putting yourself in danger. And that includes like your mental health or anything like that. So um, that's my little spiel because I have to say, it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just drives me nuts when people are like, well, you have to do the shadow work or like my deity's bowling me into the shadow work. It's like, if you aren't comfortable, just like, don't do it and like seek help, please. You know, if you can't, like I understand that, you know, financial barriers and stuff, like it's not always accessible. And I, I really feel for, for people, like I, I get it. Um, however, you're not any less of a witch for not unpacking that internal stuff right now. And that is okay. Yeah. And you know, sometimes I just don't want to, like, I love journaling and, you know, meditation, all that stuff is well and good, but like going into a new year, like, let me give you, you have really, you know, therapy and traumatic examples, but let yeah. me give you a stupid example from my point <laughs> of view is when I say like, I don't want to do the internal work, like for this new year, like I am going to do a spell to help me lose weight. Cause I want to lose five pounds. Should I do the internal work and unpack why I want to eat crap and why I want to be lazy and sit on the couch and not exercise instead? Yes, I probably should. Am I going to? No, I'm going to do a spell to help me lose five pounds. Like that, I'm just being honest. Like maybe I should do that internal work, but I don't want to, because that's how I gained an extra five pounds in the first place. So right. Right. But like by recognizing that, that is like, uh, like recognizing the fact that you're not going to do that is in and, of, in and of itself internal work. So gotcha. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's true. That is. So no, I, I understand. Definitely a mistake that I have made, but one that I continue to make because sometimes I just, you know, want the spell to help me. And like, yes, obviously I am going to do the mundane work associated with that. Like I am going to eat better and buy more vegetables and take the dog for more walks. I am going to do those things in assistance with sure. using a spell to, you know, help me lose weight, which for me is just like infusing a water. I think I put it up on Patreon. It's really easy. Um, but it's just like an extra boost and confidence boost to help me like know that I can do this. Like, I don't need to journal about all of my feelings about gaining weight. Right. Like, I'm just not willing to do that right now. <laughs> like, yeah. And you don't have to, like, that's super valid. And um, like, for, and especially for like spells like that, that are kind of like, I don't know, like, like not one-offs, I guess. Cause that is like definitely something that you're working on, but um, it's not like tied to a holiday or a new moon or full moon or anything like that. Like um, if you're doing like an anti-anxiety spell, you don't need to like unpack why you're anxious. It's something that you need in the moment. And that's valid enough as it is. Like you don't need to be like, and this is how I feel about doing, you know, my candle spell with lavender. And it's great to write all of that stuff down. Definitely like what you did, but in terms of like why you were specifically feeling anxious that way, if you're in a state of anxiety and you're just like, okay, I just really need this to like, I need this thing. Um, I think that it would further cause trauma and stuff for yeah. you to then sit there and journal about like why you're anxious. Cause that just doesn't help and puts you in this weird, like mental spiral, you know? So I yeah, I definitely hear you on that. So much during the holidays when people have to be around family mm -hmm. that they don't necessarily look, love mm -hmm. and get along with, like you already know that it's going to be a stressful situation and you just yeah. want to you know, do a spell work for peace. Like, yes, you could do the internal work and dig into why certain members of your family bother you so much and how you could like put that to rest, but you don't want to right now. You want to just light a candle for peace. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I don't, I don't, on the one hand, I can see the benefit in doing all that internal work, but on the other hand, sometimes you just don't want to. And I, that's where I am right now. No, I feel you. I got you. <laughs>
anything else on your list of mistakes before we jump into prepping for the new year? Um, not really. I think we covered everything that I had so far. So yeah. <laughs> if you have any mistakes that you would like to share with us, I'm as always <laughs> going to have all of Becca's information linked. And I think you all know that she is the st stitching witch over on the discord server. So we jump in after the podcast goes live to chat about all that stuff, but we yeah. will walk you through mistakes. Never be afraid to make mistakes because all of the things that we just listed have made us better which is better people overall we've learned yeah. from them and even the ones that we're still making they continue to teach us lessons <laughs> oh absolutely it's it's a we are always learning and always becoming better versions of ourselves, and i think that's beautiful <laughs> i think it is too so we always want uh, we also wanted to touch on prepping for the new year because you know Samhain is considered the witch's new year but there is something still magical about the January 1st, like it's completely arbitrary. Yes. <laughs> but there's just something magical about this time of like everybody getting ready for like a, a yeah. new year and all of that universal energy. Like it's a very, you know, powerful vibrating time. You can just kind of feel it. Um, so in order to, you know, prep for the new year, kind of like why we, you know, paired this with mistakes and chatting about <laughs> that. It's a good time. If you can recognize that you have made certain mistakes, it, this is a great time to leave them. And you don't want to continue that and like leave them in 2021 and move into 2022 with a clean slate. I can't believe I'm saying 2022. That's yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> like tongue tied every time that I say it, I'm like, this is a, cannot that's be not real. a real year. That's <laughs> not, that's never heard of it. <laughs> But like the witch's new year, one of the best things that you can do at this time is to cleanse, banish, and then set everything up to attract the new things, mm -hmm. the good things that you want in your life in the next year. So there's been a whole episode on cleansing and banishing. This could be cleansing your home, cleansing your tools, cleansing yourself, mm -hmm. um, whatever it is to get those mistakes out and start fresh and banish all of that negativity and negative energy, all of those nasty things that we want to leave in 2021. Um, but then also set up what you need to, to attract the good things. Yes. So if you want to attract love into your life or you want to attract, you know, money into your life, then set up those things around your home, around your person. Maybe that's crystals that work for you, uh, herbs, candles, whatever it is that you know, your preferred medium is you don't have to use all of those things that I just listed. We already talked about <laughs> getting right. too bogged down into the detail, but whatever just works for you for mine, for me, it's crystals. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So um, I set up crystals around the house to, for a new year to attract in what I particularly want. That's mm -hmm. my easiest way of doing things. Yeah. I, so whenever I do like a new year's cleansing for myself, I, this is going to sound crazy, but um, I like to open up all the windows and let the first like air of the year, like into the house to, cause it's, it's always cold in January, at least for me. Um, so it's like really crisp and sharp. And I just really feel like that is kind of like a shock to the system of my house. And um, so with that, um, I'll, I'll open up all the windows. I'll do a cleanse with, um, I I've been using, um, like sagebrush or like mountain sage recently, which has really been great. Um, and also I will do, I'll re-up all my protections and for whatever, um, intention that I want to bring into the house, I'll pick herbs of that, um, that correspond with it. And, um, I'll like, smoke cleanse my house then with those as well. So like rosemary or lavender or whatever it is that I want to use, I'll either put it into my cauldron with like um, a piece of um, charcoal or I'll have like stick incense or like a smoke cleansing wand or whatever. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like how I get my house ready for the new year. But I definitely think that like there's something to be said about drawing up your protections on the first day of the year um, and really just like sealing those in because that's like my favorite thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I agree. I really like January 1st as mm -hmm. a new year. I know that Samhain is a witch's new year and I do things for Samhain, but I still, there's just something about the January 1st date yeah. for me that really just works in my brain to make that change over. 
the way I see Samhain, and this is going to be kind of, this is going to sound weird, but the way that I especially see, I've seen it this year is kind of the death of one's old self. And then um, as we kind of move, if we're following the year, the wheel of the year, moving towards um, Yule, that's kind of like the rebirth, like in the darkness of the year, um, or like the new moon of the year, I guess, um, to see that re like blooming in Imolk. Um, so I really see Samhain as the time of year where you can kind of start that reinvention of yourself to um, really bloom in the spring. And I, I seeing it like that has helped me a lot um, in my practice. So yeah, that. that's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> and the last thing that I wanted to sort of touch on for the new year is about numerology and hmm. just kind of a guess at what is coming for the new year based on the number 2022. <laughs> um, so this is a way that witches kind of plan for what's coming based on what the energy of the year is going to be, because if you believe in numerology, each number has a different energy associated with it. So the year 2022 is kind of special because usually we, you know, do one through or zero through nine is like the numbers. Um, but we also, as witches, think of 11 and 22 okay. as being sort of master numbers. Right. So 22 is considered a master builder in numerology. That's what it's called, which just means that it is associated with building a base or a structure. And the same is also interesting of getting the number, the final number that you boil 2022 down to is to add each digit together. So two plus zero plus two plus two, which equals six and right. six in numerology is also a number of grounding and stability. So mm -hmm. that really means that the focus of next year will be all about getting back to normalcy and rebuilding lives, which should be really interesting after the last two yeah. years that, that we've had. Um, so it's all about balance, particularly in work and relationships, mm -hmm. um, which is a big theme associated with the number 22. So it is a good time if you're thinking about, you know, setting goals and what's going to come for the whole year. It is a good time for setting goals in your relationships, friendships, uh, mm -hmm. in your work life to, you know, be sure to seek out balance and stability. So I will be interested to see if that um, is going to be accurate. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely, I, so this is really funny. I'm like very dyslexic when it comes to numbers. So I have never gotten into numerology because of it. I'm like, I don't, I just numbers don't want, eh. but I, I do, whenever anyone talks to me about numerology, I think it's very interesting. So I, um, I, I'll be definitely like keeping an eye on, on everything. And it'll be very interesting to like recall this conversation and see like where we are, like in a year <laughs> from now, basically, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, how did 2022 go? Which again, is not a real year. That's a, that's not Blade Runner. Yeah. Like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, it will be very interesting to see if it is about balance and stability yeah. and grounding. Um, definitely curious to see if that is coming. Um, there are also something that's called a personal year number, mm -hmm. um, which is different in that again, it's like one through nine. So mm -hmm. what you would do is add up your birthday, the month and day plus mm -hmm. 2022. So, oh, and you get like a different number. So that is on um, numerology.com and I will link it in the show notes. So you would add up. So like mine is November 20th. So I would add one plus one plus two plus zero plus the six from 2022. Um, and I think I get a one. I'm pretty sure. Cause I'm pretty sure the, on the website that I'm going to link, they use my birthday as the example. That's so I didn't even have to do the math. I'm pretty sure there's a oh November God, like shit's right there. Awesome. <laughs> I, don't know, I didn't even have to do the math, but yeah, you add up your birthday then plus the year and it gives you your personal year number. And it has little predictions on there about what your personal year is going to look like. So if you want to check that out and just see, mm -hmm. um, I like doing it. I don't always use, um, numbers in my witchcraft, but there is like sometimes that I do and I, I like it, but I just like to see what's coming and kind of have a prediction for it. And it's sort of the same thing as horoscopes and getting like the, mm -hmm. the full, what is your full 2020 going to look like for, you know, Scorpios. And it is impossible to say that 2022 is going to look exactly the same for every single Scorpio on the planet. Like that just it's just a general overview and something like kind of fun to keep in the back of your mind and just think about and sort of plan 
goals around. Personally, I will definitely be planning goals around stability and balance and all of those things that I like to hear after the last two years that we've had. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so we will see how that goes, but yeah, it will be really interesting next at the end of next year mm -hmm. to see what came of this and see if it was accurate or not. Yeah, absolutely. But who knows? <laughs> I think if there's anything we've learned from the last two years, it's that predictions are impossible. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, expect the unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but if you have any uh, goals for 2022 that you would like to share with us, absolutely let us know. We're both over on Discord, Instagram, YouTube, Patreon. We are all over the place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you can chat with us, and we always love to hear what you are planning for the new year, uh, whether you did it already on November 1st, or if you are doing it on January 1st, we love to hear all of the ideas because I think that like sparks a good conversation with people because you get like a wide variety of answers and yeah. then find all kinds of things that you can incorporate into your own life. Right. And it's like also mutual group support of each other's goals, which I think is beautiful. So yes, tell us about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. And we will be chatting over on the discord server. Um, so let us know your goals over there, because if you would like accountability and support throughout the year, that is the best place to find somebody else who probably has the exact same goal that you do. And <laughs> you know. Somebody that to check in with every month and be like, Hey, how's it going? Remember you said you were going to do this. Are you working on it? Yeah. Just like <laughs> incredibly helpful. I love that. But that is everything that I had to share with you today. Uh, Becca, do you want, I will have everything linked, but if you want to remind them now of all the places that they can find you. Sure. Okay. Um, so <laughs> this is a very long list and I do apologize in advance, but um, you can find me on my YouTube channel, which is The Stitching Witch. I made um, a video pretty much every single, well, actually I have made a video every single day this year for the last year. Um, so amazing. By the time this is airing, there's like over 300 videos. <laughs> um, yeah, that is a feat. Yeah, it is. It's a lot, but it's been fun. So there's that. Um, you can also find me on TikTok. I promise I'm not a scary witch on TikTok and I will listen to you and validate your feelings. Um, I'm on Instagram, Patreon, and then I have an Etsy store called The Serpent's Key and I have like tarot readings and stuff like that. Digital downloads for people's like books of shadows. Um, and I'm expanding into more physical items very soon. So if you want to check that stuff out, definitely. Um, I'm there. It's me. <laughs> and um, as always, my inbox is always open. Um, if anyone has any questions, it's a judgment-free zone. I'm always happy to answer questions. So um, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. And I will have everything linked in the show notes over at whichwednesdays.com just to make everything as easy as possible <laughs> for you. <laughs> but that is all we have for you this week. And I will see you next week. Bye. Need even more witchcraft? Subscribe to Patreon for exclusive bonus content three times a week and order Sabbath boxes and other supplies at witchwednesdays.com. Be sure to follow on Instagram at witchwednesdays podcast.